We are I. I often wonder if I glorify a time of once was that never really was or if I almost want to believe that it wasn't because of where we are at today. And I say this because I thoroughly believe, you know, one of the things that Dr. Jordan Peterson says, you know, and there's a another gentleman that came out with a, a similar quote or, you know, maybe you know, Dr. Jordan Peterson is kind of piggybacking off his, but essentially what the concept is, is, you know, making your word worth something, you know, making your word have value, you know, because we've seen this in movies and we've heard this narrative be explained, you know, and I think that your word has a lot to do with how honest you want to be. So, You know, when you look at it, it's like not that you need to tell everybody everything about you and your life. There's obviously some things that we need to hold dear to ourselves. And, you know, there's a component of our life cards that we need to hold close to our chest. You know, but when we look at the, when we zoom out from that, there's a lot of life. There's a lot of real estate between those close cards and, you know, the rest of life where we have space, a lot of space in real estate to be able to operate in in, in truth and being honest and making your word worth something. You know, like when I meet people, I know it's kind of a, a paradox and I guess it's because like this is just randomly words thrown out there to me that people listen to, you know, but I'm not having a direct conversation with every, anybody. But it's like my kids are cards that I hold close to my chest. That's why I never name them on this podcast. I rarely ever reference their age or anything along those lines. It's just this vague reference. You know, like when I meet people in real life, like it takes a little while, depending on the situation where, you know, I don't ever even walk down that road. There's a big element in my life that I keep close to me because I don't want anything there. That space is sacred, that's sacred ground. You know, and then I get into this area of life where I'm a complete open book. And a lot of people say to me, they're like, hey, Blake, you know, how can you talk about all of these things, you know, with like like absolute honesty, raw honesty, and you won't talk about others? You know, and this is, again, like where I believe that we all hold cards that are close to our chest that we can also throw some down on the table for everybody to be able to see because I want I want to show that raw honesty that that translates into like my word being worth something it's like hey this is this is who I am this is what you can expect from me so if I tell you something if I say I'm going to be there if I say I'm going to do something you know if I say this is who I am it's like you understand that you know what and who that is that person that's coming at you But the one thing that I see, you know, through life, and I think that social media really exacerbated this problem is people throwing shit 
but they have no receipts to be able to back it up. You know, and I'm going through a situation like this in my life right now where somebody came at me and with like some wild shit. The reason what makes it so wild isn't the things that they said necessarily. It is, but it isn't. The wild part is, is this situation is like if if you were sitting there holding a glass of water, like a, a clear glass, a water glass, it was full of water, may or may not have ice cubes in that water, but it was clearly apparent that this was water. Let's even go as far to say that there was a label on this water cup that said, this is actually water. Like this really is water. Like there's every sign that you can you can see here. There's the label. The liquid looks like water. It's in a water cup, and I tell you I'm drinking water. It's like all signs point to like that's water. So this is like one of those situations where then somebody says to me, it's like Hey, Blake, why are you holding that coffee cup full of coffee? And I look in confusion. I look at the water. I look at the cup. I look at the label. I look, think back to the faucet that I got the water out of. I thought about how I was thirsty, so I needed some water. So I look at this water. I look at this cup. And I look at the person. And it's like, are you fucking with me? Because it's clearly not coffee and clearly not a coffee cup. This person's like, no, it is, but it actually is. It's like, well, no, it's not. It's water in a water cup. So then you get in this back and forth about how they're trying to tell you because they're, you know, clearly can't see or being dishonest versus your rational mind being like, how the fuck does this make sense? Like, how could somebody sit there and try to lie their way through a situation. I know that this is probably a shitty example, but I think that you can kind of understand exactly what I'm getting at. When somebody paints a situation, but you clearly can prove that everything that they're saying is bullshit. And again, this is, to me, this is politics 101 all across the West right now. And I say the West because we 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 see what's happening and unfolding. You look at Justin Trudeau right now, He's had the most ethics violations, confirmed violations, not just, you know, alleged, actually confirmed, the most confirmed ethics violations at any prime minister ever in Canada. Now you have him under federal investigation for obstruction of justice because of the SNC-Lavalin case. And you have the prime minister meddling in law, like you're actually talking federal law now. And trying to cover this up, be like, oh, this is not a not a big deal. And it's like, no, you don't get to choose what's a big deal and what's not a big deal. Because the courts have now decided that it is. And you have the RCMP federally investigating you because you've already been, it's already been shown that you have a breach of ethics and ethics violations in this, which is halfway to being proven guilty. But you can't just say that it's not like this anymore. How many times has that happened in our politics here in Canada and the United States with blatant examples right now? And I've preached about this a lot, where I think that our 
interactions like this with people every single day happen because it's happening at the highest levels of leadership. There is no backbone and there's no fail safe and backstop for people to fall back on and say, well, there's this person, the highest levels that's holding themselves to that regard. Because a lot of priests, a lot of pastors, you can't even hold them to that regard either because we have found out through the sands and the truth of time that they aren't doing it either. So if we don't have our religious leaders holding themselves to that regard, a lot of them anyway, enough to be able to rock the boat in in a pretty severe way, you have our politicians doing exactly the same thing. We have our educators in schools doing the same thing. You know, we have police officers doing the same thing. We have people every day in life doing the same thing. Like what happened to our word being worth something? Being worried and almost on the verge of being scared that your word might get rocked. Because I do know at one point in time, there was an old school saying that said, my word is my bond. And that meant something. Because that that person, they knew that their word would travel in their community. And the surrounding communities, they had to go very far to be able to, to escape what, what wrong that they did, to be able to tarnish their own name. And people did, and they've moved around. But people had a lot more. When we lived in smaller communities, and we needed, not that you wanted, but we needed our word to be worth something. We needed, we needed honesty. We needed people to be truthful and honest and be held accountable for their their actions. I think that this is what we had. And it's because we lived in these smaller communities, these smaller tribes, these small, smaller rural communities where it was hard to escape your shit. So people out of, out of being... I'm going to say part of this is being worried. The other part is just wanting to be honest. And I don't think we encourage that at all anymore because you can get away with anything. You can, you know, the example of this to me is if you just, if you're doing absolute, if you're being a shitty person and you turn around and say, well, I'm being a shitty person because I have mental health issues. You almost get a free pass for everything. If you say I'm being a shitty person because I identify as a, a man and I'm trapped in a woman's body or vice versa, you can get away with almost anything. If you simply just say, actually, I know that I just tripped you, but you know what? You actually just tripped on the sidewalk. Like that's enough now to be able to relieve people of the accountability of their actions. And what do we do to be able to correct that chip? And the nice thing is you do have these voices of people that are saying like, no, you need to be accountable, which is exactly what Elon Musk is doing with Twitter with community notes. It's like, you can't just post and ghost anymore and throw shit at the wall because people are going to come along, you know, fact checking things and saying, you know what? That actually isn't true. 
The best part of this is I've seen this with one of Elon Musk's posts where community notes has come along and said, you know what, there's actually some facts in what you said that aren't true. Which the reason why that's the best part is because nobody is above that. Everybody is held to that same standard, which is exactly how it should be. No matter where you are in you know, society's so-called pecking order, we're all treated equal and the same. Like to me, like that's really, that's the focus. Is making sure that in our so-called democracy that everybody is held to the same standard. Because why wouldn't you want to live like that? The thing is, it's managing that at scale. And I just don't think that that is achievable. I don't think it's achievable to be able to have a one world society and have everybody do good by one another. I think you need to have smaller communities because this is the reason why when a lot of parents start to see what's happening in the world, they they exit bigger cities to smaller communities. You see it happen all the time. It's as they understand. They see the writing on the walls really hard to be able to raise children in that environment. You want to have more wholesome roots. You go to wholesome roots, smaller communities. Again, where people are held more accountable to the word. So the question of the day is, what do you what do you think? How do you think we get back there? If you were creating that dialogue with somebody, how do you see us getting back to a, a place where our word means something? Where you want your word to meet, mean something where your word is your bond. 